Welcome to the Chord of Three podcast. Can you say that a little slower? Look, if I'm doing the intro, it's the way I want to do it. Chord of Three. It did not sound like that. Okay, it might not have sounded like that. Welcome to the Chord of Three podcast. Yeah. There you go. Oh what my goodness! Hey, this is episode. Take two. This is take 64. two because the other yeah one, because Spencer no don't try something me. new. I did try something <laughs> new. That's my fault. I did try something new and it didn't and it work. Didn't work. It bombed. I said if it's not broke, don't fix it. And I learned my lesson. Okay, welcome to episode sixty-four of the Court of Three podcast, folks. I am one of your hosts, Lisa Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with the father of our brood, our three children. That's you, Spencer. Oh, hello, everybody. <laughs> cue. We need cue cards. Woo! Speaking. Be so loud. Of fathers. We hope that you and your families had a very happy Father's Day this past Sunday. Happy Daddy's Day. We'll talk about a little bit about Spencer's Day. It was a great day. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little later. When Spencer and I launched this podcast, we wanted to accomplish three things. And these three things are what make up our core purpose. We want to inform your mind, inspire your heart, and ignite your joy. Okay. I don't think I gave you permission to do like sound effects well, while I'm doing it, this. Something in my brain just said, just yeah, ignite. And okay. We're going to talk about things that will either make you think, laugh, cry, or maybe all three. We're going to talk about our struggles, our pain points, our joys. We're going to talk about life and marriage and how you can remain strong through some very difficult times in your own lives. So wherever you are today, as you are listening, we encourage you to join in the conversation by sharing this podcast on your socials or with your friends and families by text. And we appreciate that when you do. Yeah. Subscribe, Mm -hmm. like, thumbs up. Mm -hmm. I like thumbs up. Yeah. On this week's episode, what are we going to talk about, Spencer? We're going to talk about fatherhood. Yes. And the best example for it. That sounds like a great topic. But before we do that, have a question of the day. What? I'm on pins and needles. It it got me to thinking as we knew we were going to do this on fathers and the greatest father figure of all, the best example. So I thought, okay, let's talk about goat. The goat? Yeah, the goat. And I know, but I know we have to narrow it down. We need like categories. There's a lot of goats. Out there. I know, not the animals. So what's the category? The greatest of all time. Okay. So in, let's do the first category. Let's do country music. Billy Ray Cyrus, male singer. Oh, I can't believe you just said that. Mullet boy, you're canceled. Where's my buzzer? <laughs> <laughs> Where is I'm my mother? Not Billy Ray Cyrus. That's terrible. Willie Nelson. No, you're still. No. Mm. No. Hippie, yes. Waylon. Willie Waylon and the boys. Travis Tripp. No. I mean, Tim Travis McGraw. was good. Okay. I think Garth when you say goat, some people might say that. I think they have to, their music has to transcend time. 
as well as like multiple inspire decades. other people. Like multiple decades. Influence other people, yes. And have great influence on other people. Yeah. On other country musicians, music artists. Mm-hmm. Or other musicians, just period. And, and singer yeah. and songwriter, I think, probably encompasses it. Kelly okay, Clarkson. none of those would be mine. Kelly Clarkson. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay, you're naming like the... I don't know what award I'd give those, but Scotty McCreary. Oh, <laughs> from American Idol. Okay, just stop. The goat, Brantley I believe, king of country is George Strait. Or I could also argue, like if you want to go back a little bit in some earlier years, I would say Johnny Cash mm-hmm. was very influential. Uh, and maybe even back to like to a burning ring. Hank fire. Williams. Daddy not Bocevas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that. You're just being silly. I am being silly. I don't know You're what naming silly things. Yeah. I think George Strait is straight up king oh, oh, oh. Okay. of country. I do too. I do too. I didn't realize how many how many songs of his that I like. Yeah, I said something about that, and you're like, I'm like, I don't really listen George to George Strait. Strait I don't listen much. to his music, and then, then you knew like, a ton a of them. I, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I liked him, and I didn't even know I was listening to him. That's right. You did. But he has had a lot of influence. Yes. On a lot of different country music artists. And I just think you think about it nowadays and the music we listen to, which I love a lot of artists these days. Um, it's different than the old country music. In fact, he had a song. What was the song you learned, Spencer? Murder <laughs> on music. Can you say Road. it a little slower? Murder. Felt like I was in a time warp. Okay. On yes, because the song is about right. how it's not all the instruments anymore. Everything is just like, you know, synthesized and like it's created and um, what do you call it? Synthetic. It's not the real instruments of banjo. What about a harmonica yeah. in a song these days? You don't hear that. No, you don't the hear anything. fiddle. We have the fiddle in church. I know. It's awesome. And just, you know, that classic country. Yeah. Yeah, we don't really hear that much. No, it's different. Okay, what about female artists? Please name somebody serious. Okay, I'll be serious. Dolly Parton. You say Taylor Swift. Oh, not Tisa Weezy. We're done. Okay. Did I say Tisa Weezy? Tisa (gasps) Weezy? Who did you say? Dolly Parton. Okay, I would agree with that. I mean, she's the greatest because she has a theme park. She does. She got her own theme park. What country, music, what country music artist has? She has holiday specials. His or her own a theme lot park. Of them have that? No, but she's also crossed over into singing with Zach Williams. She's been in a movie. She's Whitney redid Dolly's song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good movie. Yeah. Okay. I'd agree with you with that one. Yeah. I think Dolly Parton. Okay. Okay. Do we dare do any athletes? No. Let's not. Okay. No. I mean. Okay. We'll I'm, save that for another we're time. We're around enough sports. Okay. We'll save that for another time. We'll argue that one. Yeah. Later date. Well, Just music. Okay. Yeah. Just we're stuck music. with music today. Yeah. Goats. Okay. 
So George Strait and, and Dolly, Dolly Parton. Parton. Okay. We could agree once you got serious. I would love to know if anybody else has uh, a different opinion. Oh, I'm sure people do. I'm sure they do. I, I would love to listen and might argue. but <laughs> Yeah, you uh, definitely argue. Okay. So last week we talked about inspiration, right? And how we have been inspired many times and passing that along to others and inspiring those around us. So this week, we want to inspire you in the role of being a dad. All of you fathers out there. Yeah, you did a little history research on Father's Day. And since, you know, it was Father's Day on this past Sunday, this is something that is on our hearts and minds and you know, I think being a dad is one of the greatest jobs on the planet, but it's also one of the hardest jobs on the planet, uh, on the planet, mm-hmm. second only to being a mom, because I think being a mom is the toughest mm. job. Thanks. Yeah. So, but as a father, um, we have a very difficult job in raising up the next generation. Mm -hmm. And we have a responsibility to teach, to lead, to instruct, to prepare, to um, be a spiritual leader. We have the, the, the responsibilities are heavy. Yeah. Being a mother and a father is not for the faint of heart. It's, it's not easy. Um, they don't come with the manual. No, no, none of our kids was, Mm-mm. hey, here's a blueprint for yeah. Tyler and here's a blueprint for Jared and yeah. here's a blueprint for Elizabeth. Yeah. Okay. So history of Father's Day. Do you know any history about it becoming a holiday? I know. I know. Zilch. Okay. Well, I was curious. When it comes to history. Of so it actually began in Spokane, Washington, a woman named. Sonora Smart Dodd. She was one of six children that was raised by a widower. So mother had died when this woman was a young girl. Dad raised all six children by himself, never remarrying. And she wanted to establish an official equivalent to Mother's Day for fathers so what she did is she went or sonora went around to local churches she went to the ymca lodges she went to shopkeepers um, in the community she went to government officials and she drummed up support for her idea and it took her a while but eventually she was successful and washington state celebrated the nation's first statewide fathers day on june 19th 1910 wow mhm and then it took a while other states began to catch on it says slowly the holiday spread in 1916 president woodrow wilson actually honored the day now it still was not made into a national holiday but he used telegraph signals to unfurl a flag back in spokane washington when he pressed a button in washington dc to observe 
Father's Day and since it had begun in the state of Washington. But later it was made into a national holiday. And today the day honoring fathers is celebrated on the third Sunday of June. Mm-hmm. That's but, cool. Mm-hmm. In European and Latin American countries, this is interesting. It says that they honor their fathers on St. Joseph's Day, which is a traditional Catholic holiday that falls on March 19th. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And that had been observed for a long, long time. What was the lady's name that started it? Sonora Dodd. Sonora Dodd. Wait. Thank you, Sonora. Sonora Smart Dodd. Thank you, Sonora Smart Dodd. For giving you a holiday. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, in reading about it, it was more, it didn't catch on quite as quickly because mostly holidays are built around what? Mamas. No, consumerism. (laughs) Think we're going to sell something. We got to sell stuff. And. You know, think way back, it was flowers and candy. You're not really going to buy that for your dad. No. And so we've come a long way. Now we have, you know, barbecue rubs and spices and grill equipment and Home Depot yard tools and yeah, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Mm -hmm. But that took a little while for them to realize. Wait, we can't give dad gifts too. We just got to be creative. It might not be a card with flowers on it and a box of chocolates but it could be a lawnmower with a bow on it. <laughs> yeah you would have liked that <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. that would have been really nice okay but i had a really good father's day though. you did do you want to tell about it well my kids gave me exactly what i wanted you said that they gave uh-huh. me exactly what I wanted. That was because he texted them and told yeah, them. Of course, we have this group text that you're not in. D- d- people, never fear. If you are not sure what to get Spencer, he will let you know. He, he will let you know in plenty of time for his birthday, Father's Day, Valentine's Day, anniversary, Christmas, whatever, Flag Day, whatever holiday. <laughs> you want to buy Spencer a present? He'll let you know. <laughs> Or I'll just go buy Please them don't buy him any more hats, though. Or I'll just, oh, no, I could use another <laughs> no, hat or two. Please, no more ball caps. Yes. Please. I could collect a few more. His wife's going to go crazy. Please, if you have any oh, hats around. Stop. I would love the opportunity to. We're going to start burning them. No. In the burn pile. No, we are not burning <laughs> our hats. And here, you could guess by the smoke signal what hat it was. That's terrible. <laughs> That's awesome. That is terrible. That's okay, tell down. us about your day. Why was it the best day? Well. And exactly what you wanted. Well, I had told the kids in our text message exchange. Yeah, I'm not in that. No, you're not in it. It's between me and my children. Hmm. I need to start one with me and my children. Well, maybe you should. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Because there are some things that I need to explain to them and tell them that. I don't have to know. You don't have to know. Okay. I'm okay with that. Or we have. Had the conversation, and I just am communicating with all three of them as their all father. That's right. They do call you that. I, I think am that's their sweet. all father. All father. All father. But you no, know, on the text message, I wanted to um, communicate with them. This is what my vision was mm-hmm. for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. My vision for Father's Day was that all of our children um, 
and the boys' girlfriends would be here on Father's Day and that they would prepare the meal. And yeah. what I wanted was a low country bowl. Mm -hmm. But then I found out that if you add crab legs to it, it becomes yeah. a high country bowl. And since you like I crab do. legs, let's just, you know, make it. That was a subtle hint. A part of, you know. Your day. My day. I can enjoy it too. And you can enjoy it too with the <laughs> crab legs and we could have a high country bowl. Yeah. And so that's exactly what they did. They came over. They had their stuff. Oh, they split they the groceries up. up. They split the groceries mm -hmm. up. They did all of it. Mm -hmm. And there was a particular gift that I was wanting. Mm -hmm. Told them what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. And they went in together. From all what three I understand. They did. All three kids did. Bought mm -hmm. my gift. Got a little extra mm -hmm. with the gift. It was just a really, really good day they mm -hmm. came over we had the hot country bowl it was just fun we ate outside being around them yeah they got the hammocks got out. the hammocks out we had them stacked three high <laughs> i mean it was it was the, laughter it was the perfect mm -hmm. father's day for me it was exactly what i wanted i mean we stayed outside till dark they after eating they played a game of wiffle ball uh -huh, with, the with everybody involved. Yeah, but it was just, it was fun to just yes. see them play together. And then Tyler came in and wanted to finish golf with you and something y'all share and enjoy. And mm -hmm. it, it was, was a great day. It was a great day. Very, very thankful. We wanted for my you to children. feel honored and loved. And I did feel that. Good. Very much. Good. Very much. It fueled me. Okay. So. Let's get to what we're talking about, about fathers. So before we get into mm -hmm. talking about the greatest father of all time, mm -hmm. let me just make a few um, confessions or just maybe just, just some truths about us as fathers and specifically me. When it comes to being a dad, um, I have made a ton of mistakes as a dad with all of my kids. And I have and I've blown it big time with every with all three of them uh, individually and collectively. Um, I have I have disciplined out of anger. I have um, broken things. I have slammed doors shut. I have slammed drawers shut and busted the backs out of drawers. Um, there are and have been holes in the walls and holes in the doors um, from arguments. Mm -hmm. uh, there has been, you know, <laughs> shrapnel and residue <laughs> that exists from mistakes that I've made as as a father now i don't want it to sound like i was abusive or anything like that it, it wasn't it, it was not that it was just that it is a struggle to be a dad it is it, it's a struggle now maybe for some dads it's not but i'm just going to speak mm. for myself that for I me i think if they're honest th there's going to come times of struggle being and times dad, you're going to blow it we will blow it period you're exactly right we will blow it mm -hmm. um i've struggled in my role as being a dad 
and having the role of being a pastor mm. and expecting my kids to be examples and involved in ministry, in our ministry, and then feeling like an absolute failure when they weren't involved in it. You know, I would see other, I would see other people that I know and look up to, and I would see how their families and their children were just very much involved in their ministry. They seemed to really enjoy it. And I don't know, it, maybe I don't know if I pushed too hard or if there was expectations or what, but, um, I know that that was a real struggle mm -hmm. and that has been something that, you know, we continue to work through. Sure. Well, you've walked this road of fatherhood for 26 years. We have almost. Tyler will soon be 26. Jared is 22 and Elizabeth is 18. So we've had boys. We've had girls. Um, and as you've walked this road, Spencer, what have you learned about the fatherhood of God? And then how have you applied what you've learned in your rhythm as a father? Well, I'd have to go back to, you know, a lot of those mistakes and getting mm -hmm. to a point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. The way I'm currently parenting is not working. Mm. What needs to change in me rather than what needs to change in my children? What needs to change in me? Who do I need to look up to, look after, model my parenting after? Who is it that I need to do that? So, mm -hmm. you know, every man on earth, you know, that I know, um, None of them are perfect. All of them have made mistakes. I have I have a good dad who's still alive, who um, has been a tremendous influence in my life and continues to be a tremendous influence in my life. But even he, in the lessons that I've learned from him, even he is imperfect. And makes mistakes and has discipline and anger has um disappointed been, yeah i've disappointed him and there's been disappointment on the other side um so in all of in all of that who is who's the person who's the one that i can look to mm -hmm. that is the perfect father and the only entity that i can look to is god yes is god the father and what and what the scripture talks about there and i'm like okay i'm gonna look at who god is and who he is in my life as a father so in a relationship with god i am adopted by him. In other words, I'm chosen. Mm. Not only am I chosen, that makes me a son. That makes me one of his children. I don't think, you know, I've heard the phrase, hey, we're all God's children. No, mm -mm. we're not all God's children. 
you are God's child. Once you've accepted. Once you have professed your faith in Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. and surrendered to him as the Lord and Savior of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's when you become a child of his. Mm-hmm. Until that point, the Bible says you are far from God. You are an enemy. You're his creation. You're his creation. In his image. And but, you're made, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you are... Yes. Enemies. Right. You have not been brought. You're not a friend. Into the family. And when there is this moment, when there is this place of belief and you um, confess with your heart, uh, when you believe in your heart that uh, God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that is the moment where your adoption is sealed Hmm. and you cross over from a place of being an enemy to being a, an adopted son of God. So in a relationship with God, I am adopted by him chosen. Therefore he is my father and I can call him Abba based on what the scripture says. And that word Abba means daddy. So Mm -hmm. the relationship that I now have with God is completely personal. It's Mm -hmm. intimate. It is fresh. It is new. It is real. It is authentic. And it is a it is a parent child relationship. It's a parent child relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm adopted. I'm a son of the most high. That's royalty. Mm -hmm. So. As my father, and all of these things that I'm going to mention here, these are all scripture, but as my father, God, my father, is patient with me. He sings over me. He disciplines me. He delights in me. He is generous to me, and he gives great gifts. He is true. He gives me life, he leads me, and he sacrifices for me. And, and in, that, in that truth of who God is as my heavenly father, it gives me five specific things that my kids need from me to be. And this can translate to other dads. And this is this is true for all okay. people in all places at all times. Okay. All right. This is, sure. This is absolute truth. This is not my opinion. Scripture. This is one hundred percent based on the Bible and it is and its uh description of who God our Father is. Okay. This is what my kids need from me. So God being the goat of fathers. Mm-hmm gives me exactly what I need and models for me exactly what I need to model for my own children. Okay. So number one is patience. Oh. Especially when our kids do something stupid. Oh. When and they, they're going to. They're We've going talked to. about that. They're going to mess up. They make their own choices, especially as they get older. You can't um, just step in and stop things or make choices for them or um yeah, the, they're gonna make some. They're gonna. You don't they're going. They are going to be boneheaded. Mm-hmm. They're gonna do things that are gonna make you mad. 
But a good father remains patient in the midst of those mess ups or when they fall down or stumble or okay. 100%. Okay. It requires patience. And not only when they do something stupid, mm -hmm. but it also requires patience when they're just struggling through something, mm -hmm. when they're struggling through decisions, when they're struggling through heartache, when they're struggling through um, things at school. Uh, maybe they're not getting playing time and they're struggling. Mm -hmm. And it requires patience. Maybe our first tendency is to swoop in and just rescue or figure things out for them. But in the struggle is where they learn and grow. That's I think rescuing our kids is one of the worst things we can mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. I would agree with you. I think it's one of the worst things we can do. I think that um, there is a time and a place uh -huh. that they need us to to come in and help with that. But it's not teaching them resolve. It's not teaching mm -hmm. them uh, the skills that they need to that they're going to need later on in life mm -hmm. in order to work through the struggle and to handle it by themselves. Um, they need us to be patient with them. Um, sometimes um, I think when the best way we can love our children is not to swoop in and rescue them, yeah. but to let them struggle. Yeah. Let them struggle, but for that us, character development, but for us to be the safe place mm -hmm. for them to come to, sure, and to talk through it, sure. That's good. I like that. But it requires patience. patience. Okay, it requires patience. The second thing that our kids need from us mm -hmm. that God models for us is delight. Mm. It's delight. Like when when my kids do something that brings or you know when my kids do something that brings them joy and have fun and they like and laugh i delight in that i delight in them it brings me joy as a father to see them living out life and living life to the fullest because that's just as our father no matter if it's in our work or play he he wants us to have to have pleasure in that and that pleases him. Oh yeah. When mm -hmm. I think when God sees us um not just simply having fun, all right, but joy. Mm -hmm. When there's joy mm -hmm. in what we do, when there's joy in the job, when there's joy in even you know, let's just say there's joy in fishing, joy in playing golf, joy in uh in a, in a marriage, when there's joy in the parental relationship when there's joy and we're doing things that bring him glory god takes delight in us therefore for us when we see our mm -hmm. kids doing things that they're enjoying and they're getting joy out of it and it brings them uh joy it brings me joy as a father and i take delight in them, whether if it is Tyler being in the kitchen and he's cooking, mm -hmm. or if it is Elizabeth on the soccer field and she's playing a game, um, or if it is Jared and he is in front of 40, 50 kids and he's breaking open the Bible and he's teaching the word, um, 
in their relationships with their girlfriends. Um, you know, I see, I see joy. I see, um, I see those things and it brings me great delight and I enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I want to celebrate that with them. I want to celebrate our kids and in their differences. I want to celebrate them, uh, with, you know, just who they are and, uh, and have fun with them, you know? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, so things kids need from their father, and we're getting these from the example of our Heavenly Father. They need patience. They need us to delight in them. What's the third one? Love. Mm -hmm. um, it's a verb. Love is a verb. <laughs> Good old DC talk. Um, it requires discipline and maintaining an op open lines of communication. Um in other words, there's nothing that our kids could ever do to make us stop loving them. Nope. And our kids have done some boneheaded things. And it's been, at times, it has been a real struggle. And we have had to make some hard decisions. But, and there have been times when I have been silent. And that was hard because I didn't know what to say. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to. Uh, I didn't know what to do. I was at a loss. I felt like we were at a at a stalemate, and felt like we were, you know, being taken advantage of. Felt like we weren't being communicated with. You know, all of those things, and I just got silent because I just didn't have nothing to say, and I was angry, and I was frustrated. And I knew that if I said anything, it was going to be something I would regret. Come out wrong. And it was going to come out wrong. And I just didn't want to say anything. And I know that it must have felt like um, that I didn't love at that point. But the truth is, is I did. I just chose to be silent. But here's the thing. Let's think about God for a minute. How many times have we known God to be silent? When we've prayed and we've asked and we've sought and it's been silent. Yeah, silent. his love doesn't stop. His love doesn't stop. No. But sometimes God just is going to be silent. Well, it says that. We've got to wait. Yes. As a father disciplines his children, how much more? Because the Lord loves us. Yes. So discipline comes from a heart of love. And that's what our kids need from us. Uh, loving your kids doesn't mean you give them everything they want. No. Loving your kids doesn't mean that, you know, you have them in this sport and this sport, this sport, this sport, this sport, and you're just constantly on the go, 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 go. Loving your kids sometimes means saying no. Yeah. Loving we your kids. We say sometimes it's that tough love. Yeah. And loving your kids means you're correcting them and you're holding them accountable mm -hmm. and you're doing the things that is helping them to develop. Love but, is truly giving them those boundaries where they learn to grow and develop and make choices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So our kids need from us love. Okay. Knowing that there is nothing they could ever do nope. to make us stop loving them. Number four. So as we come to these last two, 
Um, number four is truth. Mm-hmm. And the, our kids need from us truth. Our kids, we need to parent by truth. We need to parent. I need to be a father of truth. I need to be a father that's in truth. Absolutely. Um, and when you take truth and you pair it with love, that makes a a very effective parent. When you take truth and you take love, pair those together, there is a tenderness and a compassion and a patience and everything you need to be a wise and effective parent. For you to, you know, hold that truth out to your kids, you have to be grounded in the truth of God and his ways and his word. And if you so think that's super important for dads. Yeah. And dads, if you're listening, if you think that, you know, just a Sunday morning only is enough for you, Mm-mm. that's not good. Mm-mm. There needs to be ongoing Bible reading intake. You have to be digging that that those truths out. truth. Yeah, so that you can then impart that to your children. Filtering your fatherhood through mm-hmm. the filter of God's love yes. and his fatherhood of us. When we know God as father and we know him more and more as father, oh, man, mm-hmm. that helps us in our own parenting as dads. So truth, we have to parent. Our kids need truth. We need to tell them the truth. And sometimes we got to own up to our own mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that truth. Sure. That we tell them we can't just cover up our own mistakes. We got to be open and honest and we deal with them in truth and love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fifth one. This is my favorite. Fifth one. What my kids need for me? Gifts. Oh, you're good at that one. You've taught me that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. If our earthly fathers know how to give good gifts, the Bible says, mm-hmm. how much more does our heavenly father know how to give good gifts? Mm-hmm. Right. It says that every good and perfect gift comes down comes. from the father. Of yep. So it's we've... Look at what we've been given. And it's not ours anyway. He's our Heavenly Father has gifted us. It's like we just get to pass it on to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything That's we right have, there. whatever we own, it all belongs to the Lord. It's His anyway. Mm-hmm. It's His. Mm-hmm. And we get to share in that and we get to give that, you know, to our kids. Sometimes it ain't much. Sometimes it can be a, a good bit, but mm-hmm. we get to give. And sometimes that gift is not just in terms of money, but it's, right. in, you know, it's a Could gift of other. love. It's a mm-hmm. gift of time. It's a gift of um, presence. It's a gift of patience. It's the gift of truth. It's the gift of, um, uh, it's the gift of having one mom and one dad for your entire life. How about that? That's a good gift. Really good gift. I mean, I'm not trying to bash divorcees 
in divorce situations, but let's be honest. It's not God's plan. It isn't God's Mm -hmm. plan. All right. But in a marriage relationship with one wife, one husband, one mom, one dad, that creates a stable foundation for Mm -hmm. them to launch their families when that time comes. True. It's true. And it's a gift that we give to them. Okay, we go through those five qualities again of things based on our example from God the Father, things that earthly fathers can give their children. First one was patience. Second one is delight. Third is love. Fourth is truth. Fifth is gifts. Mm-hmm. And as we talked today, you know, I can't help but think about this, that not everyone had a great example of an earthly father. You shared that your dad was a good dad and he's still in our life. Um, and we're very thankful that he lives near us and can be a part of our life to still share wisdom and advice and love and concern for us. My earthly daddy, I'm a daddy's girl. Um, That's where I get my love of basketball and um, anything math and accounting wise numbers came from my daddy. So we had great examples, but we know not everyone has right and um no matter what example you had as um in your own life from an earthly father you can change that Mm -hmm. you can change that cycle um you can be a different dad by applying these principles to your life. And I know sometimes even maybe our fathers have passed on for some people and maybe Father's Day, you know, can can have, um, you know, some sadness surrounding it if your loved one is not with you anymore. But we want to encourage you in this podcast and as you listen to this today, that if you are a father of one, two, many children, um, if you're a grandfather, you can leave a lasting legacy Mm -hmm. and it's never too late. So start today. Amen. That's a good word to end it on right there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, friends, thank you so much for taking the time to listen in, to share this with your friends, your family. And we do hope that this is an encouragement to you. And before we close, I do want to make one quick announcement. Um, we don't really talk about this much, but I'll go ahead and mention this. The Court of Three is um, not is more than just a podcast. We offer premarital coaching and some marriage coaching. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of different assessment tools that I like to use and leverage uh, for for that conversation. It's called the Court of Three Coaching, and I get to uh, coach up couples that are in the process of getting married or anybody that is married um, to 
work on enriching your current relationship. If that is something that you're interested in experiencing and going through, Lisa and I would love the opportunity to work with you. And if you would, please send us an email uh, expressing your interest in that. And we'll be sure to follow up with you and send you some information about what we do and how you uh, can get some coaching when it comes to marriage. All right. We appreciate you listening and keep those conversations going. And remember Remember that two two are are better than one and a cord of three strands is not easily broken. broken.